coming up, we're going to try to figure out why the Jets are one of the most soul-sucking franchises in all of professional sports. And we'll talk a little football, too. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Netflix. They say a gentleman always keeps his word, but I can't repeat any of the words that the weed-dealing, gambling, murdering aristocrats say in The Gentleman. Guy Ritchie's first TV show ever, only on Netflix, based on his award-winning film, The Gentleman series stars Theo James, my guy from White Lotus, and a whole new cast of criminal lords and ladies slumming it in Britain's criminal underworld. Guns out. Pinkies up. Don't miss The Gentleman, now playing only on Netflix. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where we have the rewatchables coming Tuesday instead of Monday. It's a good one this week. Born Identity, me and Chris Ryan. Uh, hadn't seen that one probably for a couple of years. It's really, really good. So that's Tuesday night. My podcast, which normally goes up Tuesday night, is actually going up a day early, Monday night. So you're getting a double header with me. You're getting me tonight, and you're getting me Monday night, the annual Over-Unders podcast with me and House and Rosillo. We're going to be guessing the over-unders for every win total in the 72-game NBA season. There's winning percentages that you can bet on this year. It's really confusing. House is going to be just dumbfounded the entire time. But uh, but that will be going up overnight on Monday night. So you have this podcast on the overnight Monday night. And then I have another one going up uh, Friday. Yeah. Doing three this week. Why not? Happy holidays. Where am I going? I'm stuck in my house with a puppy who's torturing me. <laughs> anyway, uh Coming up, because it's Al and Sean Fantasy, special guest first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, taping this, 8.15, Sunday night. Cousin Sal is here, as always, for Guest the Lines and some other stuff. We rarely do this. We rarely have a guest joining us at the top of Guest the Lines. I think it's only happened a handful of times in the history of this podcast. It usually is, happens only if someone wins a contest or something. And in a way, Sean won a contest. In a way. He, 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 won, <laughs> he won the unfuck contest. Sean Fantasy is here. Uh, we've been working together at The Ringer since day one. We used to work together at Grantland. He is a Jets-Mets-Knicks fan. In other words, he he's just needs therapy all the time. <laughs> Today was the day he's been fearing um, for weeks. The Jets screwing it up. The Jets have Trevor Lawrence on a silver platter. He was waiting for them to screw it up. It happened today. Sean, walk us through your emotions. Sal, Bill, it's very nice to see you guys. Thank <laughs> you for having me here at my own funeral. I'm very excited about this. Uh, it's 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 the worst day in Jets history. 
Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, ex, in an extraordinary amount of sincere pain and I don't know how to process it. Um, I'll just very quickly tell you how, how my afternoon went. One, I'm in the playoffs for my fantasy football team. And in the, the, the playoff round, I have Kyler Murray and I was facing off against somebody who picked up Jalen Hurts on the waiver wire and started him a quarterback. And we basically had a one-to-one showdown to end my fantasy football matchup. So I spent more time watching the Arizona Philly game today than I did the Jets game. Because nice. I had a feeling that the Jets were going to screw things up and I didn't want to be too close to it. And then they actually did screw things up. And the, the fourth quarter is the worst I've felt throughout all of 2020. And this has been the worst year in wow. my reported life. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. I, I feel like absolute shit right now. I have been waiting my whole life to root for a Trevor Lawrence type figure. My whole life. And I'm, I'm now I'm not going to get it because of this fucking team. And I'm pissed. Sal, I have some Jets fans in my life, and I know you do too. I think what people miss with the Jets fans, because they usually are also tied to the Mets and Knicks, so they're they're usually screwed up anyway. But they have had success over the years, right? They they did like with Parcells, they won a couple games. Vinny Testaverde almost made the Super Bowl. With the part that people miss is that they've never really had an awesome Jet since Joe Namath, who was a hundred years ago. Yeah, they're not a fun franchise. That's what that was the killer with the Trevor Lawrence thing, right? Here, here's what's scary to me. I grew up probably six minutes from Sean, and I could have easily been a Jets fan. Like you said, my father rooted for the Jets, and he made the mistake of going on a business trip and bringing home a Dallas Cowboys jacket when he went to Dallas. He could have easily been rerouted to Kansas City, and I would have been a Chiefs fan or whatever, mm. but I like the shiny jacket. And then for the last 35 years, he's been trying to convince me to be a Jets fan. Richard Todd, uh, Rich Kotite, all these guys, all these losers, Bruce Coslett and everything. I feel for you, but I also, first of all, I don't even know if it's better to be a Cowboys fan or a Jets fan. And the one, Bill, you the way you explain it is interesting. There hasn't been a great Jet to root for, but is it possible that you're making too much of this? Justin Fields didn't light it up against Northwestern, but he could be maybe as good as Trevor Lawrence, and that's your quarterback? Or is it just fun to hate the Jets? Shot's going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's put this in context. This is really important, right? We had a year like this a few years ago. The Jets drafted Sam Darnold to be their quarterback. That same year, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen were in the same draft. All mm. three of those guys are now leading double-digit win teams to the playoffs. Right. And my quarterback sucks and the jets are an incompetent franchise and they don't know how to manage these situations like i i help me understand this because you guys know a lot more about football than i do and you talk about it every week tanking in football seems to be verboten for a very specific reason which is that a general manager can't tell a coach to lose or he can't force a coach to sit players i have no idea why anything resembling a quality football player played for the Jets today or will play for the rest of the season. You, mm. can't ex- you can't explain it to me. There's no logical reason. The only way to become a great franchise is to draft an elite quarterback. Look at the Packers. Look at your Jets. Uh, or excuse me. Look at your Patriots, Bill. Look at the great teams over the years. They have stable, beautiful, wonderful, special quarterbacks. I just want to know what that feels like. <laughs> I do too. Uh, I don't know what to say. I, I you didn't have Greg Williams. You fired the wrong guy. If that I know, was the plan right? all along, you didn't have Greg Williams to blow. No, it. no, you were ready I, to blow it. Like they they sabotage. They self sabotage the Rams. Cam Akers was breaking off twenty five yard runs, and they were getting called for holding. Like it, it was right in their lap. It was a typical Jet. By the way, the Jets have scored first in eight of their fourteen games. Just enough to show everybody 
all right, we could maybe compete a little bit. I, we just want to wet your beak a little bit. But we're rest assured, in the fourth quarter, we won't be around. And they were still trying to not be around. Those penalties killed the Rams. I, I can't believe what I saw out of the Rams either. I, I I don't know what to say to you. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had the Rams right. in a 13-point tease with <laughs> oh, three other too. teams that covered and me had too. them down to four. And I just kept expecting them to flip the switch. We <laughs> we should mention it was the biggest NFL upset in 25 years. Um, yes, it was. Yeah. There has been five games since the schedule expanded in 1978 that had a 17 point or more underdog actually win the game outright. It happened last year with the Dolphins against the Patriots. Right. It happened with the Baltimore Colts in 1978 against my Patriots. And it happened with the, uh, then Redskins over the Cowboys in 1992, the what now the Washington professional football team. And then the Jets again over the Bills. So the Jets have somehow been involved multiple times here. <laughs> I think I think what made this one crazy is it felt like it was in the right hands. Right. The Rams were coming back. It was all going to be good. They were going to do it. And I, for whatever reason, Goff, he has these games where it seems like his girlfriend dumped him an hour before <laughs> the game. And you can see it immediately. And it's like, how, how is this your performance against the Jets? You guys are trying to win the NFC West. The game was looking exactly like the game against your Patriots and the game against the Raiders, in which the Jets had taken leads and it seemed like they had things in hand, but also they were also seemed to be purposefully tanking, where they were kind of allowing teams to score in the fourth quarter. And they seemed to be allowing the Rams to move down the field in the fourth quarter. And then on this final possession, the Rams scored a touchdown, which was called back for a penalty. And then they had a third and four from about the 42. And Sean McVay called two 30-yard passes. Right. Mm -hmm. two, two guys who weren't good receivers. It, it right. was to like a running back. And uh, it was Gerald was Everett. Everett and Gerald Everett. Because I needed him to score. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Jets like have a wheel route. Yeah. The Jets have one credible player in their secondary on the whole team. His name's Marcus May. He's awesome. And of course, Jared Goff on fourth and four is throwing right at Marcus May like a tool. <laughs> fuck Jared Goff. Fuck Sean McVay. Fuck Adam Gase. I cannot believe this happened. <laughs> to Sean's point, I will say, and you talk about like tanking and they shouldn't have put a team that even resembled anything that, that looked like an NFL squad out there. I think it's easier to tank even if you have first stringers in offensively, right? You could run shitty play calls, a couple of which you just mentioned, like the Rams ran. But defensively and in defense of Goff, only just a little bit, I promise, they were in his throat, like the whole game. They were right up in his face. He really, you know, obviously he should get, he should be, have the uh, field awareness to get rid of the ball better than he does at this stage in the game. But he didn't have a chance a lot in that early going going on. So I, I don't know. You almost did it right, buddy. You, you really almost did. It was like the, four minutes that you didn't play well. The most painful part well. of this, the <laughs> yeah. whole thing, is that this actually isn't an 0-16 team. The Jets are actually not this bad. It's easy to say, lol, Jets, they're a joke. Lol, Mets, lol, Knicks. All these teams mm -hmm. are terrible. But this Jets team actually has five to six really quality players. And I really like Joe Douglas, their general manager. And yes. I felt really strongly like if they got Trevor Lawrence weirdly, they would have been on the right path even coming off of an 0-16 season. And now, I, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm disappointed because the most fun outcome would have been the Jets getting Trevor Lawrence and then him refusing to go. <laughs> and then the Jets fans doing the whole, you think you're better than me? So you asked about the tanking thing. Not to, as you know, part of my goal of this podcast is to always swing it back to a Boston team. But I really do have first-hand experience. Oh, good. 1992. 
the year heading into the Bledsoe draft. I was living in Boston that year, and we were terrible. It was Dick McPherson was a coach. We had nobody good. We lost to Seattle early early in the season. So Did we actually had yeah. we had the uh, the tiebreaker if we end up tying. So we're tied with them headed down the stretch. Do you guys know who Jeff Carlson is? Have you ever heard that name? No. I don't think so. Jeff Carlson was the guy the Patriots started at QB the last two games. Really? And he went 28 for 59 in <laughs> combined for 279 yards, three picks, no TDs. He finished his career 0-3 as a starter, lost two of the three games in this stretch. But we lost an overtime game in week 17 to Miami that I watched at my dad's house and we were having a stroke because it was the <laughs> same situation you were in today. We were like, we, we, we were watching Bledsoe in college. Like we, we were ready for Bledsoe and then Miami ended up winning in overtime. And it was like, wow, the Jeff Carlson thing. What? Hmm. So here's my point. I, I know you hate Sam Darnold, but he's actually can be competent from time to time. It was time to send Sam packing a week ago. He, he shouldn't have seen these last three weeks. Why did they do that? I don't, they actually really did so wrong by him through his whole tenure too. Like they screwed him over and now we're going to remember him as the guy who screwed us over. Like it's, it's really, it's karmically brutal in every direction because he isn't the quarterback of the future. He's a nice kid. He's still really young. He's 23 years old, but he, there's so much baggage now. And whenever people see him, they're going to see the ghost of Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's terrible. Let me ask you this. I know it's terrible, but what about this? Like, you go, let's say you go 0 and 16 and you draft Trevor Lawrence and he's capable. He gets you to the playoffs a bunch, wins a couple of playoff games, never to the Super Bowl, whatever, but really good, respectable. You're not hovering around three wins every year, right? So for the next 10 years, it's good. But 20 years from now, you're like, Hey, who are the winless teams in football? Like, oh, the Jets were. Like, it it really it it depends when in history you're looking at this, or do you not care? You just you needed the next five or six or seven years. I mean, up. I was looking at those stats today because they were showing the winless teams of all time, right? Obviously, yeah. the two most recent ones are the Browns and the Lions. Mm -hmm. Who who cares? What <laughs> right. who cares? Like, what all does right. that matter? If you were the if you're a Lions fan and 15 years ago your team went winless, okay. <laughs> I mean, if I can go to the playoffs. I would be delighted. I right. would, I would, I would shed a tear. I'm dying to go to the playoffs in any sport right now. I'm just dying. Horrible year. I, I need the Jets to figure this out. It, you know, it has to start at the top. You're assuming they weren't going to take a, like a uh, a guard from North Dakota State with the first pick anyway. That's <laughs> <and> you can't. <laughs> there are all different ways they could have screwed this up. Well, this could get worse because <laughs> how so? <laughs> because they play the Patriots in Week 17. Yeah, I know. I know. The Patriots, Gilmore is going to be out for the air. They haven't announced it yet, but he he partially tore his quad, so we won't see him again. They have really like nobody left on defense other than a couple of decent guys. And then offensively, Kim is the worst quarterback I've I've ever watched for an entire season. I've seen worse quarterbacks for the Pats for like short stretches. Jeff Carlson or Cam? <laughs> Jeff Carlson, if he had been the whole year, he would have had the title, but I mean, right. some of the throws at halftime, Cam had seven incompletions and all seven were uncatchable. <laughs> he was bouncing them. He was sailing them over heads. So anyway, I don't know what Belichick is capable in week 17, but knowing how much he hates the Jets and knowing that it's an AFC East rival, Ooh. Sean Fantasy, if you want to see tanking in week 17... If you want to see how it's done, I, I'm actually excited to see what they're capable of because Cincinnati has two wins. The Jets have one. There is a world in which the Jets fall to the third pick wow. and then they it becomes the R.J. Barrett thing all over again.
Only yep. if the Jets win two games, though, because the Bengals have a tie. Which is one, which was one of the saving graces. Which is oh, the right. Bengals are two ten and one against Washington. Oh, yes. you're right yeah. against yeah. Uh, Philly. So right. you'd have to right. beat the Browns next week. Yes. Which, All right. And there's so no do other. That. Yeah, just do that. Great. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what? Let's take the 18th pick or the 25th pick. What's the difference? They're never going to win anything anyway. So uh, how good is Fields? Uh, I think he's good. I, I don't think this weekend indicates what uh, what he's capable of. But uh, you would, I, I don't know, if it wasn't a Trevor Lawrence year, you'd be very excited to get Fields as your first quarterback. You're totally right. But every time someone says, here are the comps for Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, and John Elway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the three most iconic generational quarterbacks like, that those, those are genuine comparisons I've read because I've been following this so closely. So, yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. Uh, is there I hope Justin so, Fields is a nice guy. Is there any chance the Jags do? Uh, oh, you're going to screw this up. Watch this. I was watching We're them screw against, this up against the Ravens. They really seem they really seem locked into knowing what they want to do here with the blowing the pick. And by the way, I don't know. I've I made jokes about Trevor Lawrence. That, which win is he more excited about? Uh, the uh, the Clemson win or the Jets win today this weekend? Which, but I don't know. Going to Jacksonville is he going to be happier to go to Jacksonville? I guess they could have done something a few years ago, but as far as he's concerned, what does it matter? Yeah, I don't, I think you lose both, both routes in that one, right? Yeah. I mean, the Jags play the Bears next week. Trubisky, you never know. Right. If you, Because Trubisky has also looked good for a couple weeks here. Right. And is paving the way. Now that they're seven and seven, they have an outside shot at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's kind of paving the way for the kick of the balls. So you got I that ne- maybe, Sean. I never imagined that they would beat the the Jets would beat the Rams. I was always hoping <laughs> that we would get past this game and then there was an outside chance that the Jags would beat the Bears and then we could go into the Belichick showdown at the end wouldn't of the matter. season and yeah. it wouldn't matter. That would you could have like kicked some dirt on us. Yes, that would have been a beautiful transition to the glorious days of the new Jets as the <laughs> Patriots fall. And instead, once again, I'm the schmuck. Do you feel like the Jets, either way, have to just part ways with Darnold because now he's a memory of this Trevor Lawrence game where he basically lost him? I mean, kind of. Like, they were already talking about how they were going to have to trade him regardless, and you don't want to now extend a guy. I mean, this is he's having his worst season out of his three seasons yeah. he's played. This is, yeah, sure. He doesn't look good. He's lost his confidence. He's a winning quarterback last year. Wasn't he 7-6 and six last year? Yeah, yeah. And when yeah. he played, they looked like a really solid team. I'd take him year. on the Pats right now. Oh, yeah? For yeah, a first we round could pick? rebuild them. Yeah, we'll do a little Josh McDaniels. Nah, I'll give you a third round pick. A Josh McDaniels reclamation project? I don't know. Wow, that would be truly haunting. <laughs> would you take Stidham in a third? Um, I, I heard so much about Stidham in the preseason. Why haven't we seen oh, him God. out there? Can't, Cam Newton can't throw a bill. I'm on multiple Pats fan threads where we're all asking, like, how bad is Stidham? <laughs> where Cam cannot complete a nine-yard pass. And Belichick's like, should we put Stidham in? No. What was Hench saying today on the text? He's like, uh, Cam throws the ball like you would uh, skimming a, a rock across a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Same motion. Yeah. Hench said, uh, yeah, he was like, number one ever, Montana Rice. Number 5,737th <laughs> ever, Cam and then Nikhil Harry. <laughs> he was doing that bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's brutal. So with the Jets thing, um, there's no coming back. I mean, what they, do I they, what do I do? What would you do if you were me? If you've been living through this your whole life, you've never gotten past the AFC Championship game. the The team is a is a is a living meme. I mean, they're just a total embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And and now it looks like they're going to draft. Yeah, they'll draft a tackle. 
or a cornerback now in the first round, or they'll trade or down. Trade down. And, yeah, yeah. The trade down would be a good one. And then Fields ends up being good. Yeah. I the the thing with the Knicks, I as you know, Sal, I'm an NBA hole. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a pandemic. I have nowhere to go. We just, ha- right. I just have a puppy. I'm trapped home all day. We'll talk about a parent. <laughs> Knicks fans love it Be- between, um, uh, they love it with Obi Toppin and the, and the, and the point guard. They love it. This is their best week in years. Toppin looks pretty good, but John Morant mm-hmm. went up like three levels. Like that, that guy is one of the best 15 players in the league now. And it, people don't realize it yet. Cause it's freaking preseason and only people in Memphis understand, but that guy's going to be a superstar, not just a star, like a superstar. And the Knicks, they were they were in that Zion jaw draft where it was like it was almost impossible for them not to get one of those two guys and end up with the third pick. To me, yeah. that's as big of a stomach punch as the Trevor Lawrence thing because yeah. um, it's really hard to find an NBA superstar too. They should have dra- Jet should have drafted John Morant. I told you that. <laughs> Maybe that's who they should draft. It sounds like you haven't been crushing as much quickly tape as I have because quickly is looking yeah. beautiful on the Knicks right now. Mm. Right, that's Some, something's brewing there. Quickly, RJ, Mitch. You, you know, know, RJ looks pretty good. I gotta say, Sean. Before we let you go, um, so you can drink cyanide. <laughs> so, I rented Tenant with my with my wife. On Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Sean hosts, for people listening, Sean hosts our big picture podcast. You've probably heard him on the rewatchables oh, with me a, a kajillion times. Um, my wife and I, she made dark and stormies. Ooh. We had the sleeping puppy. Kids were, it was like, all right, a little, little like pseudo date night, even though every night's a date night because it's pandemic. 20 minutes in, she looks at me and she goes, can we watch something else? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what's going, can you go to Wikipedia to tell me what's happening? I'm like, I, I don't understand it either. I gave it another 10 minutes and I was like, I'll just watch this on my own. And here, here's what I don't like. And this is, this goes down to what, you know, what, where we, where we divert sometimes as okay. movie lovers, the movie's obnoxious. It's okay. intentionally confusing and it thinks it's better than you. It's like the, it's like the Goodwill hunting. You think you're better than me? <laughs> the movie, the movie thinks it's better than the audience. And it's like, if you don't understand it's because you're not smart enough or you're not watching closely enough. So it's many one of those. those. And I'm just that. like, you know what? Fuck you, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I, I've been in your corner this whole time. Don't make a movie where that makes me feel like an asshole or mm-hmm. I'm not concentrating hard enough. It looks really cool. But part of making a movie is to have a plot that the audience can follow. Like, is that fucking hard? Your Do take, you- Sean. Do you want me to respond as if I were Christopher Nolan? Like, what game is this? What are we no, playing? No, I know you like. I know you kind of okay. like the movie. I do. I'll very quickly. Sal, did you see it? I've not seen it yet. No, okay. I've heard. Uh, I've I've heard someone who had about the same take as Bill. A lot of people hate it. I have historically been a little bit more down on Nolan movies than most people. I would say, particularly with this movie, I know this is an obnoxious thing to say, and I'm sorry. Watch it a second time and tell me if you like it more. Uh, I, I right. bet you you will like it more. You deserve you will, the Jets. Will, <laughs> that, that answer deserves the Jets. No, but I think that's what Nolan did. He's like, you're going to have to watch this movie five times and then maybe I'll let you into my secret handshake club and we yeah. can talk about it. It's like, how about this? I just wanted to watch a movie on a Friday night. I don't know what's going on. Right. Bullets, I, bullets are going backwards. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it, it, could, it couldn't have been any worse than what I had to watch this afternoon, Bill. That's all uh, I'm saying. That's true. <laughs> it's bullets going the, backwards. The footballs were going backwards. Sam Darnold's yeah. throwing interceptions <laughs> that are reversing in the air. Um, all right, Sean. What do you got on Big Picture this week? 
Thanks for having me on, Bill. Uh, we're talking about George Clooney, the George Clooney Hall of Fame, because he's got a new movie on Netflix. We're talking about Wonder Woman 1984. It's a big week. And then right, next Sean. week on The Rewatchables, Sean and Van Lathan and I are breaking down Mr. Holland's opus. Oh, nice. And really getting to the bottom of what a horrible person Mr. Holland was. So you got that going next week. Beautiful Sean. call. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> call. Right? Yeah. Just ready to ditch his family for a 17-year-old. It's just yeah. problematic. Uh, Sean, best of luck getting through this. Good luck with the Knicks. And maybe the Jags will miraculously hang in there, pal. Thanks, guys. I'm going to go get drunk. Bye. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Spring. On the way, warmer temperatures, more time outside, more time away from your home. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you're doing what you can to protect your place and get a Simply Safe home security system, comprehensive protection for your whole home, a great way to keep you and your loved ones safe. What if you're going out for Easter for six hours? You don't think the burglars are going to figure that out? That y'all y'all packed up your car at like 1130 on Easter and you drove off somewhere? Yeah. All they need is an hour. I'm not the only one singing Simply Safe's praises. Simply Safe, named best home security system in 2024 by US News and World Report, recognized for the best customer service and home security by Newsweek. Protect your home today. I use Simply Safe and love it. My listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when they sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash BS. Don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash BS. All right, we're back. You want you want to do like twenty minutes on Jeff Carlson, or do we do we do enough Jeff Carlson? I want to do an hour and twenty minutes on Jeff. Now we can move on, I guess. From Jeff okay, Carlson. good. Yeah. Uh, let's go with uh, Eagles cards game of the day. Yeah, this had the following subplots: Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, um, not only winning my fantasy league, and now you and I are head to head next week in we're our in keeper the league finals. finals. Yeah, I feel like everybody who had Kyler Murray this week probably won. Yeah, I thought it was a pick because I'm not sure every Tannehill was the other one who had a gigantic thing and Josh Allen was good mm -hmm. yesterday. Those are the big three. If you had one of those three, you probably won your fantasy league. So you had that whole, you had the fantasy aspect. Right. You had the Jalen Hurts, as Sean mentioned, people picking up Jalen Hurts, starting him. He's swinging fantasy leagues. But more importantly, I, I'm just a believer. I think he's legit good. I was really, really impressed with him today. So you had that subplot. They're mm -hmm. going back and forth. Super exciting game. Philly's about to take the lead. The guy drops the snap. Arizona comes down and wins it. Eagles have a chance to come back. Couple Hail Marys almost get it. So this was an awesome game anyway. And then on top of everything else, our hero, the hero 2020 needed, Akeem Talib. 
who <laughs> was so much fun the last <clears throat> time, but was like kind of an SNL sketch cross with I was enjoying it. Right. They must he must have studied tape or something because I thought he was excellent today. I'm all in. Can we get him for Monday Night Football? Really? You are? I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell I'm if in. you're kidding. I can't tell if you're kidding. I am not, not kidding. I'd love to keep <clears throat> to leave. I saw the outfit. I don't know how these guys realize they don't need to dress up for this stuff. They don't have to dress like they were just drafted, like a right. draft night or anything, because they can wear a giant overcoat. It's cold everywhere. No one's going to question. Like, like, all right, it's Arizona. We'll, we'll believe that it's 20 degrees. He went all out. He dressed <laughs> he, up, dressed to the great. nines. He did. He was better. He was better than the first week, but it was enjoyable. Every game, every late afternoon game was enjoyable, right? Rams game was great. Rams yeah. Jets, at least towards the end. Saints Chiefs was intriguing. I'm sure we'll talk about that. And yeah. this one, there was just, what was it like? 26-20 at half. There was like yeah. no shortage of points. It was like a fantasy bonanza and hurts 338 and three touchdowns. It makes you think like, wow, that's the quarterback I want to see from the NFC East. I don't know if it's going to work out. Probably not, but out of the four, that's definitely the one I want to see uh, taking snaps. But um, oh yeah, he's but, the number one draft pick. If you're if you're picking quarterbacks now, because who don't I'm sure Dak will be fine. But yeah, but I'm even saying the next couple of years, Jalen Hurts on a cheap salary. That's like the best kind of For guy. Sure. Now, now, granted, it's negated by the fact that they have to pay Wentz a kajillion dollars to get rid of him. But yeah, but it's nice if it makes sense, at least. Right. You don't want to be in that middle area where it hurts. It's like, oh, we got to give him eight more games to see if this is even worth it. But and then on the other side, Kyler Murray, we were like, what the hell? What's going on with him and Hopkins? That They're good for like 55 yards a game, maybe a goal line touchdown. And he just he just woke right the hell up. He's woke up and they want that seven seed. And now I'm excited to see them in the playoffs. Should they hold on? Well, you know, it's funny. He had such an awesome game and yet he threw a horrific interception in the, in the, uh, end zone. That would have been another touchdown. Right. And you know, if they had just scored on that drive, the game's over, they would have been up two scores. And instead it, it gave Philly this sign of life. It was just a bad pass. Other than that, he was lights out and he really seems like he's right. He's basically the guy from four weeks ago. I don't know what happened to him yeah. during that stretch when he wasn't running around, but, um, Super exciting. Their defense, it's not great, but they have a habit of of getting like a big sack or a big tip or yeah, making right, right. some sort of play when they need it. And yeah. uh, they can't. The, the one thing I'm surprised by, I still don't love their running game. And it seems like in a lot of cases, they're always better if he just knows he's going to take off and he does it. But I don't know what's going on in that division anymore. Because you, if you had asked me 24 hours ago, I would have said like, it's got to be the Rams. Rams division to lose. The Rams yeah. had really good odds for the conference. And now you look at it, Seattle's in the driver's seat. Arizona's coming on. And the Rams look like they're playing the worst out of anybody. And you look at it, and I was like, wow, the NFC really looks inferior today, this week. They really do. Like, I forget about the Rams losing to the Jets. Like, it seems like every AFC team beats the hell out of an NFC team. The Saints didn't look right. Seattle almost blew that game to Washington. We had yes. 750,000 text, uh, text going about Haskins. What do they do with him? What is he going to be doing next year? Is he going to be working in a movie theater? Are movie theaters even going to be open? Shit, if he can't work in a movie theater, <laughs> what's he going to We have no idea what what's going to be with that. And uh, and who else? Like, all right, Green Bay almost blew it. Didn't almost blow it. That in control, but not a very They kind of uh, died. They did the classic win. Green Bay where they played well for two quarters and then yeah. that was it. Then they so, held on. Like in the NFC, I won't be surprised if any of those teams we mentioned lose, loses in the first round. In the AFC, there's about six teams that I will be surprised when they lose, right? 
like the Browns, the Colts, the Ravens. I think they could all challenge the Chiefs. And I'm like, wow, that's going to be a tough out. Tennessee, all these teams. So um, well, I was going to ask you this. Buffalo the, and Pittsburgh. What's a good segue? How many teams in the AFC do you like more than every NFC team? A, a lot of them. So I'm going to go, I'll give you yeah. KC. Yes. Yeah. Do you like Pittsburgh more than every NFC team? Uh... I, I need to see them get right a little bit. I want to see, to, not that yeah, I'm gonna say they will prove it. Yeah. I'm with you. I think that's a incomplete. Buffalo, I do. Uh, the Colts, I think I do. Tennessee? Um, Tennessee. I, I got to do, like, these, these teams will slug it out. They will. They'll slug it out with anybody, you know? Like, they, we used to think, back to the Chiefs for a second, right? We used yep. to think, like, the only way to beat the Chiefs is to limit their possessions and score 30 points. And that's hard to do, right? To score 30 points and, and just and grind the ball out. Like, the Raiders figured it out once, almost twice. Now we've seen, like, four teams in a row. Like, all right, maybe the Chiefs... Like, today was a different thing. They had 34 first downs to 15 first downs for the Saints. They had time of possession, 41 minutes to 19. And the Saints almost beat them. They almost, if they recover that ball in the end zone, they beat them. So I think, like, the Chiefs are... um. The Chiefs could be in a little bit of trouble. I'm saying it here, week 15. I think they could be in a little bit of trouble come January. Well, you left out. They lost our guy Clyde. I think right, he's yeah. probably, he's got to be out for the year, right? Yeah, for sure. And Le'Veon Bell slow getting up. Like he's your number one guy now. Le'Veon Bell who cried about getting touches. Like, okay, now's your chance. You're gonna get more than you can handle, probably. You know what? I was thinking about it today because Damian Williams opted out, right? A bunch oh, right. of guys opted out. He was one of the better ones, like High Tower and the Patriots, a few of those. And I guess the caveat is you can't come back in once you opted out. But what if the Chiefs were like, hey, man, can oh, we wow. have Damian Williams? Like, what what would happen? Yeah. He's got to be sitting around watching all this. But I don't think Le'Veon has looked really that good at all. Like, I, I think he's like a, a backup, like a C plus, right? Yeah, he's Does he feel explosive to you at all? No, I don't think so. He seems to, I don't, you know, it's so hard to tell with that team, right? Like, if you're defensively, you're you're paying attention to a million different things. So what was he 15 for 62? I don't think they could expect a lot more out of him than, than something like that. Do you feel like he's, I mean, the old Le'Veon, it always felt like he was going to break one. Just different. Just it different style. Any screen pass. He was terrified. Oh, it yeah. felt like he was moving at his own pace. He'd and now tackles. he just seems like another running back. It's kind of like your guy, Zeke. Oh yeah. He'd stop in the hole. I mean, imagine that we got a, a $90 million albatross. Like we got a guy maybe just as good in Pollard. And uh, like today we saw what happened. Like you didn't have to feed Z carry. You didn't have to worry about it. Forget about my team. It's, it's a, that's a whole different. I uh, thought story. I came away from your, I had your game on a lot cause I had most certain fantasy and then he mm -hmm. ends up going out, but I thought Pollard looked great. And he, sure. he, he gave you real life at running back, which you did not have with Zeke Elliott, but it's crazy how these, these running backs just are done immediately. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm not saying done, like they can't be football players, but. They go from, remember what happened to Chris Johnson in Tennessee? You right. These guys that are, they're like just transcendent week to week. And then the next week they're ordinary. And you're like, what happened? Yeah. And it's almost like with boxers where, where you watch this awesome boxer. And then all of a sudden the guy's not awesome anymore. Like what happened? You were awesome six months ago. Priest Holmes is on the cover of every fantasy football magazine. And then he's like out of the league uh, 18 right. months later. Like it doesn't like Derek. We talked about this last week. Derek Henry is maybe single-handedly holding on to the big contract deal for the the running backs in the future, right? Like who else? Who else? Well, he that? might. 
the more you learn about that dude, every time they run the piece about how he was like one of the great high school athletes right. ever, and then he was like just a complete beast in college. And mm-hmm. he just might be one of those guys, you know, yeah, that maybe. he's just like a freak, you know, right. like the same way, uh, I don't know, Calvin Johnson, people like that, where, mm-hmm. um, as long as they're in their prime or whatever, they're just going to be the exact same athletically the entire time or Randy Moss. I guess he had, so. he had another one today. He had that stiff yeah. arm. Oh, yeah. He's just like, this guy is the most physically imposing player in the league. He's a running back. Yeah, he's throwing guys around. He's not afraid of the cold at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, just, I think, though, like, well, back, back to the Chiefs for a second. Like, I think, like, the, the Bills could, like, it could, they could beat the Chiefs in a slugfest. It's not anymore talking about, like, limiting possessions and winning time and possession and all that stuff. It's like, okay, you want to score 45? We're going to score 47. I feel like the Bills have that. Tennessee has that a little bit, and the Colts to, like, a lesser extent, but they play a little defense. So it's going to be fun playoffs. I can't believe we got there. I think the weird thing to me about the Chiefs is that every single game they leave you wondering whether they were holding back. Right. And and I don't think it's conceivable – I don't think it's conceivable for uh, a football team to be holding back once we get to like December, you know? It's a lot of That's, games to just be playing correctly, just exactly correctly. Denver and Oakland now, the Saints, all the to just barely win these games. Like that's they have to be a little worried about it. So I've liked the Bills for a few weeks. Yeah. And thought last week was maybe the week, you know, they turned into a pumpkin, who knows? And if anything, they went the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I doubled down, I bet on them in that Steelers game, but like there was that 3% of me going like, oh, I could see them turning it. They didn't this week. Same thing. They were awesome. I think the bills are the, the, the team we think the Chiefs should be. And the difference yeah. with the chiefs is like that play Romo, Romo did a great job when they had the replay of it. Mahomes had that play where he, I think it was in the first half. He scrambles out to the right. There's mm-hmm. a guy coming at him. He sees the guy. He just kind of zags to the right. And all of a sudden now he's going forward. And he's hitting somebody with a frozen rope for like 25 yards. And Romo's doing the, oh, Jim, oh, <laughs> watch this. And he's just, because Romo knows how hard and unrealistic it is. Right. And that's why we're also afraid of the Chiefs, because at any point, Mahomes can do something like that. And that's the thing nobody else has. But when you watch the Bills, and everyone's it's, got Chiefs fantasy guys, and it's yeah, fun yeah, to get it. for them. The Chief, the Bills are the Bills. It's it's Diggs, uh, and it's Beasley, and it's like, and otherwise, it's like, how the hell is this happening when John Brown but, is out, right? But they have a cut. The thing I like about them, they almost remind me of a basketball team where they can they can play traditional. They have the running back behind, do whatever. They can look that way. But then when they spread everyone out and, and basically yeah. no running back, but Allen's the running back. Mm-hmm. And if you're the defense, you're like, all right, well, this guy is basically a running back. We got to be careful with him. But then they have all these receivers spread out all over the place. And it just seems like they can get mismatches. It really is like watching basketball where they're like, oh, Beasley's here. Oh, they're going to put the linebacker on him. Cool. And he's, he's open for seven yards. I just think they're more efficient than the Chiefs are right now. The Chiefs should have put that game away today. The Saints, the way Breeze was playing, especially the first half. It, it was hitting the point where you're like, man, should they be playing Breeze? Is he all right? It like, didn't seem how right. How big is that flak jacket? I felt a little bad. Everyone's like, Breeze is done. He's done. He can't throw. It's like, all right. He just had a punctured lung and yeah. 30. I didn't even know you had 37 ribs, but he had like 11 broken ribs protecting his heart. Like, uh, 
maybe a little, I guess he went over five before he completed his first pass. So they got off to a bad start, but otherwise they, that's what I'm saying. Like the numbers don't match up. They time of possession was two and a half to one for the chiefs. They should have won that game by 28. They did. Well, they also to get a safety instead of a touchdown. Right now, you watch it and you think, oh, I can't believe that guy didn't. That's that's a hard play to do the full sprint dive on a ball no, that's bounced around. But what what they never do in that situation is he actually his goal should be to keep the football in bounds mm-hmm. because his momentum he's gonna it's gonna be impossible to keep that in bounds. But it's at it's least almost a like a punt no, on the one yard line, right? So it's a safety no matter what, right? If you bat it back three or four yards, it's gonna be a safety no matter what. So yeah, make sure you cover that or someone on your team covers it. Well. If I'm if I'm a Saints fan, how do I feel about that game? Because I never truly felt like the Saints were going to win that game, and we were know. we were texting constantly because you wouldn't let me bet on it. You were right. <laughs> you you were like everybody's on the Chiefs. Chiefs minus three. Why hasn't it moved? This yeah. is this is fishy. Chiefs end up uh, pushing. So you're right. But we House and I are texting you for two hours. Is it time? <laughs> is it time? Is it time? Saints take the lead. And the Chiefs are still minus 150 to win the game. It was never, that what it was? That's yeah, it never was, swung. I apologize. I know. I was so <laughs> no, focused you, you on saved the, money for me. my Rams parlay there. But that minus three just did look fishy. And like you said, when when nobody you know want, is betting the Saints, it was a number one or two seed in the NFC, it's like, uh, they're really just going to give away free money. But that safety brought it back to a, a Chiefs three-point win. I don't know. You ask how I'd feel. You need Michael Thomas in that offense. You need Kamara. When is Kamara going to have his 200-yard games anymore? Like, I, I don't get I'll, – I'll give Breeze a break because it was first one back, but I still don't think that they know what they're doing with this Taysom Hill and Breeze stuff. And they had Daquan Smith go out. Uh, receiver-wise, they're, they're in a little bit of a bad shape uh, coming up for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think Sanders was somebody people thought was going to – yeah, Thomas is out. Oh, Sanders. It's like Sanders is like a number two or number three receiver. Sure. He can't be your number one. We were texting about this yesterday. It, it feels like the fake MVP. Actually, let's talk about this. We'll take a break. Then we'll talk about it. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because. I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Nissan SUV. It's good to stay up to date. I mean, we've seen this in basketball, we've seen it in football, we've seen it in baseball. Once the stats started taking off in the 2000s, everybody had to figure that out. Then I remember in basketball, first it was three-pointers. Then it was defensive stats. You just got to keep moving. You got to keep evolving. You got to keep going. Now it's pace and threes. What's it going to be next, big guys? That's why the 2024 Nissan Rogue has Google built right into its 12.3-inch touchscreen infotainment system. With Google Maps, Assistant, and more, you can stay up to date on everything that's ahead without even needing to connect your phone. Find your next adventure with the Nissan SUV. Learn more 
about the Rogue, Pathfinder, and Armada SUVs at NissanUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. So we were texting yesterday about is there going to be weird Rogers MVP momentum just because this is right around the time people get bored. You could, yeah. The announcer, Kurt Warner, was announcing the game yesterday and did this. He was the first person that I'd heard even make the case. Like, oh, right now it's either Rogers or Mahomes. You almost need two votes. I'm like, what? It's Mahomes. He's like a minus 500 favorite. What are you talking right. about, Kurt Warner? But he was like, you know, he's got 40 touchdowns. And the team's playing well. Like, why isn't he the MVP? He's playing great. He's the focal point of the team. And I'm kind of listening. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. Maybe there's a case. <laughs> so we were texting, like, if Mahomes isn't lights out in this Chiefs-Saints game, right. the door might open because you know how the 24-7 cycle works. And tomorrow on the shows, it'd be like, oh, are, are we sure Rodgers isn't the MVP? Do right. you feel like Rodgers is going to get some some momentum here? Well, like I we said, so they play Sunday night against Tennessee, right? So you'll get all the, uh, you, you know, you'll, you'll get a lot of focus on that. Not that that's a good defense or anything, Tennessee, but it's a playoff team and you're going to get this NFC, AFC, is the NFC done thing. It's funny with the NFL network. So they show that stat. The one thing they left off, they had passer rating in there. They had touchdowns. They left off passing yards. Going into this week, Mahomes had almost 600 more passing yards. That's substantial. This is not like one guy played two games more than the other. And the other thing is, it's just, look, they both make it look easy. Aaron Rodgers has the world record for one-yard touchdown passes. Like, Tanyan, <laughs> you know, like the, right. like Aaron Jones and those guys must be like, what the hell's going on here? You have to have the one-yard touchdown pass to pad the stats. But uh, Aaron Rodgers just looks bored, right? He walks up to the line of scrimmage. He puts his hands in that little, that fanny pack, whatever it is. He's like looking around. If a guy drops a ball, he makes a face like, oh boy. Patrick Mahomes makes it look easy too, except he's also wearing a blindfold while doing it. He's also sawing a woman in half while throwing the ball <laughs> with the other hand. Like right. he's really, he's inviting trouble so he could sling an underneath pass to Kelsey for six yards that goes for 20. So in my mind, that's the more dynamic player. That's the MVP. And you just got to go by who has the better record and plays in the better conference. Well, the other thing, it it does feel like Mahomes is a lot more mobile at this yeah. point. So Rodgers has 126 rushing yards this year. Mahomes has twice as much, 250. Mm -hmm. But it does feel like Mahomes can bail them out on a third and nine if they have 19 defensive backs in the backfield. And he'd be like, okay, cool. And he'll just scramble. He'll right. get nine yards when he needs eight. He'll hold the ball out to be a dick. And then let's, let's keep going. Rogers can't really do that anymore. No, and I, right. I think 10 years ago, I, I thought that was a big part of his game. I mean, he had 2010, he rushed for 356 yards. Pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, but I, he just does it. He's saving his body. He's starting to do the Brady thing where 
if the screen is about to get blown up and somebody's about to hit him, he'll just throw the ball at the receivers right at the running the back's legs. Yeah, yeah. He's doing all that stuff now. He doesn't he he's smart. He's playing the long game. He wants to get to January. Yeah. They're gonna get the one seed. But I think Mahomes has just been better. I've you and I watch football every week. We watch all the games. Mahomes is the best player I've seen all year. I'm with you. If Lamar hadn't won it last year, I would say and if it was Mahomes last year, I'd be like, ah, maybe give it to Rodgers if it's close, but it's time to give it to Mahomes. Yeah. I don't feel like you were with me on the keep to lead Monday night football thing. <laughs> I need a little, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I'm, I'm not understanding a lot of what he's saying. What Let he's doing a great, he's doing a great thing with the secondaries. When he's talking about the coverage and stuff, I actually learned a lot. Did you? He was okay. talking about sticks and all, all these things. I just like that. He was basically like, I don't care if I'm talking over the head of my audience. Sometimes I'm just breaking this down. I, also you don't like that. it in you don't like it in movies, but you're okay no. with it. In I like it with Akeem Talib. I don't like it with Christopher Nolan. I thought he was really good. They got to put him with a play by play guy who can have more fun with him, though. Yeah, so he's with some guy named Brandon, and he was just like you know, right. like normal, you know, generic play by play guy. I'm no with you. His timing is getting better. Like I don't care. I'll, I'll definitely. I have no problem listening to a voice that doesn't sound like mine. Thank God. But. uh, He's talking over the play-by-play a little bit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it though. I felt like we were watching the game with him. I was into it because right. I, I guess I'm so bored by the generic, I hear you. color analyst that's in all these games where they're just like, oh, you know, third down of the National Football League, you got to make sure you move the chains and right. just it's that like, generic way of just analyzing everything. And Talib's so different. I'm into it. Is Talib what if we get Talib on the next Madden? That'll be good, right? Like the, what you just described is just very uh, basic speak for uh, the color commentators that, that that they throw the into the row, row, row. Yeah, the hands yeah. are moving. Row, right. row. Well, I want you to watch this left guard. Watch this. Watch this pull block here. Right. I don't know. I'm tired of that. Um, here's the next topic. Can't cross off the Cowboys yet. Uh, we did it. Come on. You we wanted did. to cross them off for weeks. So you're game back. It's over. It's Thanks, not Jimmy. over. The, the number the number one team in your division is Dwayne Haskins. This is not over. Dwayne Haskins has he doesn't personally, but they have two wins over Dallas. It's over. I don't think it's over. It's uh please, I don't want to do this again. I was out Thanksgiving. It feels good to be done. Can uh, I give you Washington's last two games? They smashed the fruit. I know. What is it? It's it's Philly and home and for Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. At Philly. That's so that's why when Kornacki has 78% or something, it's because they're going to be out of all the teams, they're the only one that's going to be favored in an outside a, a NFC East battle. You're just no fun. <laughs> so you want to cross them off? I, I don't know where we are with the cross offs. Who are our other options? I don't know. We, we murdered the cross offs this year. We did such a People bad got job. got mad at us for crossing the Patriots off. That ended up being right. Oh, the Bears we crossed off prematurely. Yeah, right? the Bears are back. And now fucking Trubisky's getting a, an extension somehow. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine being a Bears fan? <laughs> Is it they, deep down? You got to kind of talk yourself into, well, he's young, just needed some reps. Yeah, Maybe right. it was a wake up call again, bitch. Yeah. yeah, they are a game back. Chicago's a game back behind Arizona for that last spot. And Arizona plays the Niners, which is an increasingly awesome opponent mm -hmm. to have. But then they're at the Rams. Tough in one. Week 17. Rams I, have a, I have a very exciting segment for you. What's, what's up? Playoff matchups. Mm -hmm. Right now. Here's what we have. If the season ended today, Pittsburgh, Miami, right. Buffalo, Cleveland, 
I'm sorry, Buffalo Indy, Tennessee, Cleveland. It's all so good, man. This is the best bunch we've had in a while. And by the way, I know the Ravens are getting in there over Miami. I mean, I think that's going to be Pittsburgh, Baltimore, which should be fun. But uh, well, here's here's where we have NFC. Yeah. So we got Pitt, Miami, Buffalo, Indy, Tennessee, Cleveland, mm-hmm. NFC, New Orleans, Arizona. That's a fucking banger. Right. I I I'm betting Arizona right now. They haven't even scheduled oh, that no. game yet. I'm, I'm <laughs> Arizona plus four. I'm in. Seattle, Tampa, Wilson, Wilson Brady, That's and great. then uh, and then Washington and the Rams, which really could be the end of Goff. That well, and, and the and first of all, that's the Shakey's game. Out of those that's six, definitely it. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, because that, it could be on the East Coast. Yeah, they can make it early Saturday. Because well, well, you're not the doing thing with the Rams. If they if they're lucky enough, lucky enough, whatever. If they get the five seed, they've pro- proved today that they could lose to anybody, anybody. Yeah. And so that Washington, I don't trust Haskins in the playoff game. I'm sorry. They'll 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 have their shit together, the Rams, by then. But you don't think st- we'll get Alex Smith by then or Allen? Uh, How, what it, is Allen like in in Afghanistan? Where'd he go? I don't know. Yeah, he's off. He's in the tenant. I don't, I don't know where he went. I do want. I don't want to see New Orleans, Tampa Bay again. I hope the matchups uh, lay out like you said: New Orleans, Arizona, and Seattle, Tampa Bay. Because New, New Orleans, Orleans Tampa, Arizona. That, yeah, that's the Saturday night game. Put really that, good. Put that baby on a Saturday night. Give me good announcers for that one. Yeah. Um, I the only AFC game I see nudging Washington and the Rams out as the Shakey's game would mm-hmm. be Tennessee, Cleveland. Right. Two smaller market teams. Mm -hmm. Cleveland can be kind of boring, as we saw tonight, as we've seen a few times this year. It's just like two teams that are going to run the ball. That Mm -hmm. seems like a great way to start Saturday. But the thing is, with the Shakey's game, we're going to have six playoff games in in two days. Yeah, they have to figure out one the the worst of the six. I I like all the matchups. There's no clunkers, really, right? There's no... Out of those you mentioned, you would be like... I guess you'd still be most shocked if the Rams lost. But... Other than that, any combination's good. Well, you know what else is interesting? If so, if the, if Arizona, I mean, we're doing super hypothetical, but no. But if if Arizona ended up beating New Orleans, mm-hmm. then they would be the team that played Green Bay in round two, which means they'd be going to Lambeau. I get that, it. You're, that would be bet, really fun betting, too. You're betting Arizona all the way through. We get I'm it. not. I just, I, I really like Kyler Murray. <laughs> I really enjoy watching him. Let him fight off the Bears, for God's sakes. They, be, they better not let the Bears in. What, can I give you one more scenario? Yeah. How about Cowboys Rams round one? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Beat the hell out of him last year, right? Could Dak be ready yet? How's his ankle? Mm. Um, no, he's not ready. Okay. You won't see him. You'll see him in the commercials at Sunday night ads. That's it. Dallas Rams, 40th anniversary of Ferragamo. Mm-hmm. No? Danny White, Ferragamo, Danny White, maybe doing the <laughs> pregame coin toss. We played a bunch of, yeah. I mean, we've lost to them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, come on. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. I, I, I saw, like, I know this is going back now to Thursday night, but Mariota leapfrogged Andy Dalton in a huge way as the best backup quarterback. <sighs> Huge way to a point where it's like, oh my God, that's a John Gruden quarterback. He should be, yeah, the Raiders wouldn't be six and six at this point, right? Or whatever they are. I'm going to zag 20% on this. I'm going to do a mini zag because I also really enjoyed the Mariota thing. We were texting about it the whole game. He did have like two horrible passes in that game. 
Right. Including That's one okay. that got dropped and then I think one that got picked. But yeah. um he he showed the whole the whole total Mariota package. Good and bad. But I, I think people forgot the Oh uh, more that, good. More good than more bad. good. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the couple people made a good point after about how it's hard. If you're the other team, all of a sudden this running QB comes yeah, in. True. You've been preparing for for Carr the whole time, so that's I'll be true. interested to see what happens if the other team actually gets to prepare for. All right, it. maybe we don't bet them this week. We'll see. So Casey, um, Casey clinched the one seed. No. Um, well, in my in my yeah. opinion, they did. They're playing Atlanta and and the Chargers. This mm-hmm. is this is a wrap. All right, they're not losing to either of those teams. They're going to go fifteen and one. I guess they can clinch. They don't even have to win next week. They could just clinch beating the Chargers, right? Because in the right. AFC, yeah. Buffalo is still in the three spot. Um, they're at New England next week, which looks like the easiest game ever now. And then home for Miami in week 17. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's got, after the Cincy game tomorrow, they have Indy and Cleveland at home left. Both of those will be pretty tough. And the thing with Cle- with Cleveland, that's like, I would say the biggest Browns game in 15 years, right? Since, since we, maybe more since we were in the Jimmy Kimmel live offices, watching Derek Anderson play a playoff yeah. game, that could be Cleveland. If Cleveland loses, they're out. Cause Baltimore has got the giants and since he left, they're nine and five Cleveland's uh, 10 and four, but how, did Baltimore beat them? What? At least once, right? Yeah. They killed them the first time they beat them. They beat them twice. Yeah. 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 So Cleveland would be basically playing for a playoff spot in that game. Well, Cleveland's unless... beating the Jets. Cleveland's beating the Jets, so they'll have eleven wins. Cleveland's right. beating the Jets this week. Yeah. Right. But if Miami, so I don't know how that works with Cleveland because they have the same conference record as Miami. Miami's got at Vegas at Buffalo last two. Buffalo will have something to play for. So odds are Miami doesn't make it, and I'm okay with that because I don't think they're one of the seven best teams. I have to. I'd rather see the Ravens over Miami if it means like another Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. But I think like what's more likely to happen in that week 17 is Pittsburgh's not going to care. You know, that's what the one, the only one seed uh, being off does. Pittsburgh might not care where they're seated, right? And Cleveland might have a playoff berth. They might not care where they're seated, right? So... They might both sit, guy. I, I think you're going to run into that for a, a few different Week 17 scenarios. Well, we could have Pittsburgh, Baltimore, right? Which, which will uh, not be that's, fun. I mean, what's when is it not fun when the Ravens and Steelers play? Yep. And then in the other division, it would really take Arizona falling apart. I would say losing their last two. Chicago is somehow still in it at nine and seven, which is unbelievable to me. But uh, I'd say I guess. That- Nine and seven. Wait, at a if they if they, oh, they if can they get to nine, yeah, and seven. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. At Jacksonville next week, and then home for Minnesota. And if Chicago is in the playoffs, Shakey's has already adopted them as the Shakey's <laughs> game. They don't care. They don't care uh, who they're playing. Yeah. But yeah, I gotta say these are good playoff games. Though we don't have that, you know that that kind of crappy uh, man. Right. The, the the only one is really you know Washington. But even Washington, their defense is effing good. And the fact that they almost beat Seattle today without Gibson, I was I was really impressed. I thought Haskins got at least competent as that game went along. It was too. very weird. I mean, maybe Seattle was looking ahead. You know, they obviously have big NFC West showdowns, so maybe they were looking ahead. They had to travel, all that stuff. Russ had a very pedestrian game. What did he have, like 127 yards or something? But they didn't have to do anything, right, for the longest yeah. time. Um, because Haskins had terrible field position and wasn't moving that team. And then he just came alive 
at the end. Um, they were fun. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, I, I think they wrap it up. I think they wrap the division up soon. Their running game is just not not mm-hmm. impressive. Seattle Hyde broke one today. He broke a fifty right. yarder, and that was like to watch a Seahawks running back break a. You're like, oh my god! But Wilson's really their best running back. Um, I, something's off with them because they have a lot of trouble putting these games away, and these other teams seem to keep hanging around and hanging around against them. I do not think Seattle is is that good. That's a team I would want to play if I was in the playoffs, right? I did a medium sized dive on this teams, what they look like, what they do after they play the Jets. Yeah, and I think they're like three and seven against us, three and seven and three against us. Oh like it's not good. The, the Jets screw you up. They make you think like you're playing a, a real football team, and then you're like, oh, what's this is? Uh, eventually during the four quarters, you'll see that you need to step up your game, and you might not have enough in the tank. All the uh, all the conventional teases won mm-hmm. this week. I had done a th- I did a whole thing on million dollar picks about when ten win teams in week fifteen play teams that have, you know, a losing record basically and how it's yeah. been basically lights out. The Rams were not a 10 win team, mm-hmm. but somebody had to screw up all the awesome parlay, money line parlays, teasers, all that stuff. What did you, you had the Rams and money parlays at, what did you have them in? Uh, you, you would be sick at what I heard. I, had the, I, have, um, I just sat down. I said, the Rams are winning. Uh, who did I have? I said, the Ravens are winning. The Rams are winning and the Steelers Canelo? are winning. And the Steelers are winning tomorrow. And, and Canelo? I, and Canelo. No, no. Canelo I had with all the winners yesterday. Because it's true. College football, the winners came in. Um, yeah. All of them. Even Ohio State, Alabama. Um, but uh, no, I had the three-teamer. And just like gave like $3 to win a dollar. But at many, many, uh, many more multiples. Terrible. You had him on a bunch. What did you have him? Like on a seven-teamer or something? I did, a, I did the rarely seen four-teamer. Uh, 13 points because mm-hmm. I wanted to get the Rams under seven. I didn't think the Jets would be able to get to 10 points. Right. But it was one of those games. First of all, it started at four, like exactly. Yeah. All the other games were still ending. It was like that sneaky game where it's like, right. oh, let's go to LA where the Jets are on the board. It's like, wait a second. It's seven, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know the game started. And it just, and then Goff had that look on his face and I almost wonder, like, when McVay, when Goff has that look on his face, if McVay ever thinks of benching him. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, I, like, you you have some children. You have multiple kids. Right. When your kids hit that, when they're, like, I don't know, age two, age three, and you know they're headed for the meltdown when you're at, like, a restaurant or a movie theater or whatever, and you see, you can see the meltdown five minutes away. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, I know what's going to happen. He's going to become a huge asshole in front of everybody five minutes from now. That's how I feel about golf sometimes in these games. You're like, oh man, he's doing the play action where the tight end leaks out and he's like, he looks like a deer on ice skates and then he almost throws it to the defensive lineman who drops the pick and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh man, golf didn't see him. And you're just like, oh my God, this is one of the golf games. But then what he does like the next week, it just seems like McVay just has to have that disappointed dad talk with him, right? He's like, Son, you know what? Come on, you know. Even though he's, he's is golf older than McVay, I don't even know at this point. It's like yeah, they're the same. It's age. like it's like hey, all right, all right, come on, come back. And then golf like, Dad, you see what I did? I went twenty six for thirty, and I hit Higby in the end zone three times. Like yeah, good, yeah. good. Do do that next week. It's like whoa, 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 one at a time. <laughs> I have to zigzag. I'm the zigzag quarterback of the uh, millennium. 
What before we get to guest lines? What was the game where they had the oh the Bucks game? There was Fournette had. I, I guarantee this doesn't become a story tomorrow. You mean House might have been the only ones that noticed it. Fournette's running to basically end the game and gets tackled at least a half yard before. Oh the yeah. Chain. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh, he didn't get it. It was just so obvious on the TV. It wasn't even like, oh, maybe he got it. It was like, he definitely didn't get it. Then they spot the ball a half yard ahead of where it was. After reviewing it. Yeah. After reviewing it. Then the chains come out and they bring the chain and he didn't get it. And they take the chain and they lean the chain toward the ball. He never got it. It's like at a 30 degree angle. They're like, oh, first down Tampa. (laughs) That's just like, whoa, kind of looked like he didn't get it. And it meant something too, because they could kick the field goal and cover the spread or they could not go for it. There's a lot going on there. Right. It was like the classic, oh shit. This has the feeling of the officiating crew has Atlanta plus Six and a half. It, all the things were so shady because it was all right. designed to keep the Bucks drive going so they didn't kick the field goal. I thought it was the weirdest thing I saw all day. Do you know the weirdest thing we saw all day is that the Bucks were plus 360 at halftime against Atlanta, and I texted oh my you. God. I was like, why? I was like, oh, yeah, Atlanta. They blow every single game. They don't have any pride. They don't care if their worst loss in franchise history was 28-3 against the guy staring them down across the field right now. They're going to do it again, and they did. <laughs> he he did the entire Matt Ryan playbook, except for he didn't throw the terrible pick in the late in the fourth quarter. Right, but he right, had right. the he tried to do the get sacked to knock his team out of field goal range move. But yeah. Koo was like, no, no, I'm gonna make it anyway. Be like a 52 yarder. But mm-hmm. he had all the beats. I was listening to House on the Ringer NFL on Friday, and House was like adamant. And he's like, I'm throwing in Tampa. I hate Matt Ryan. He was <laughs> he was basically hate betting against Matt Ryan. And I was texting house like that was the most irrational I've ever you Tampa's (laughs) Tampa's going to struggle to cover this and might lose. And Matt Ryan's going to do well. And you just hate Matt Ryan. And I was like, you're hate betting against Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. So we were texting back and forth about the hate bet. But it made me think like that's a a funny gimmick. The the hate bet. I think it is, too. Yeah. Who's your your hate bet next week? Well, I don't know about next week, but the Bears definitely I can't bounce back with them. I can't look and see if they did poorly one week. I'm like, that's it. I'm hate betting against them. And I almost Mm. certainly lose betting against them every single time, including this week. My hate bet might be uh, I might just have to hate bet off next week. Really? Yeah, I was really I was offended by his performance today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's uh, let's do guest alliance. We'll take a break first. The BS Pod is brought to you by FanDuel Fantasy. It seems like just yesterday that LA was popping bubbly in the NBA bubble. Basketball, it's back. It's hard to believe this season. Charles Barkley has joined the FanDuel team. Wow, jolly old Saint Chuck is giving away over thirty million dollars in gifts to all FanDuel customers, such as free fantasy entries to all customers, free site credit and risk-free bets, plus Charles Barkley odds boost. Wow. That's not how FanDuel is introducing snake draft contests for the NBA season with no salary cap and a max of 12 players per contest. Snake draft, exclusive to FanDuel, by the way. The simplest way to try NBA daily fantasy. So we're going to try this out for the Christmas games. It's going to be a little four-person snake draft. We'll talk about it on uh, tomorrow night's podcast. It's going to be me, Rosillo House, and Chris Ryan of the Ringer NBA show and rewatchables and the watch. Yeah, that guy. Uh, We're even doing this snake thing. You can play for as little as $1 draft live with friends, like a traditional seasonal league, but it's only for one contest. That's the fun thing. It's really a way to bust chops with your friends. Christmas day, 
What better time to try? Draft live just like season-long fantasy, but with winners every game day. And now get an instant bonus up to $500 on your first deposit. Go to FanDuel.com slash RingerNBA to sign up, deposit, and draft now. That's FanDuel.com slash RingerNBA. All right, guess the lines. Week 16. This is the weirdest slate I think I've ever looked at because we have a Friday night, three Saturdays, Sunday, and Monday. Four nights in a row. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember ever watching it play out like this before. Has this happened? Well, this is a Christmas thing, right? So Friday's Christmas. They want one game, and they're competing with your beloved NBA here, uh, Vikings at Saints. And then they're usually Saturday games this time of year, right? And then obviously Sunday and Monday. All right. Feel, feel, I'm not arguing. All right. <laughs> this is great. I feel like our, our wives are just going to absolutely hate oh, And there's guts. bowl games, Bill. Too bad you don't like college. There's bowl games all week, too. I was thinking of you yesterday when uh, – after the two football games with the college football, but then so Canelo getting, getting thrown on at the end. I was thinking about your wife stomping around <laughs> in the kitchen. Like, when is this over? How, how much longer, Sal? Like, no, with this, the, like the shrill voice. Right. This has worked out nicely because she has spent um, 30 of the last 36 hours watching um, uh, what the queen. What, what, what's it called? What, what oh, the it? crown? The crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like she's wherever she is. I'm where everyone. Wanna, uh, every now and then the kids will scream and we'll uh, pretend to care. <laughs> Somebody's bleeding. To yeah. Put a bandana on it. Friday night, Saints Vikings in New Orleans. I I bumped this slightly high, assuming that they needed to jack it up a tiny bit for because it's such an obvious tease. But I said Saints by seven and a half. Come on. Why do you have to cheat? It looks so obvious when you cheat with the first one, right? <laughs> Don't you notice that? You're a smart guy. I said six. It's indeed seven and a half. That's the, uh, well, you're up one nothing. I put a little extra time in my picks this week because I didn't want to lose this week. Well, let me ask you this. You you helped me out because I've now picked eight in a row on Fox Thursday night football. Yeah. And I'm appearing on the game, uh, the pregame show for this one. This is Christmas and you actually steered me in the right direction with the charges. I said, tell me why I shouldn't bet the Raiders. And you went over their last three. Atlanta crushed them. The Jets should yep. have beaten them. They got beat last week bad, badly. Uh, so I was like, all right. I looked at that. I bet the Chargers. Is there any reason to uh, tarnish my streak by taking the Vikings here? Straight up. It's straight up on TV. Oh, it's straight up? It's straight up. So no line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you take New Orleans then? That's what I'm saying. Is there any reason not to? No, take New Orleans. All you have to do is win by a point. Yeah, it's not exciting, but I I think that's probably the way I should go. You you know it. You're just like Goff. Who's the the, Kirk Cousins is the same way. Like every other week, he he steps up. I like them when they're getting a lot of points, though, because I feel like they have such easy garbage time potential. Yeah, that's true. They could be down 14 and still get it. But if you don't have to worry about the points... Right. So be it. I don't think they can beat the Saints. You know, mm. speaking of streaks, by the way, our friend uh, Randy, aka Brad, yeah, who was on your podcast uh, with the Against All Odds crew, right? He's in this crazy Survivor pool. We used to be in it, and then we bailed, right? Years yeah. ago. Years ago. Um, <laughs> what is the final prize? Like five hundred thousand dollars. So it's fi- there's. <laughs> million? <laughs> no, million dollars. No, it's like five hundred thirty thousand dollars involved. There's 5,300 entrants, and he's down to like 30. He's one of 34 remaining. So he he came on your pod trying to figure out. He had like eight teams left he could use. 
Right. You guys talked it out, and he landed on Arizona and Dallas, which Arizona ended up Dallas. winning. Slim Pickens the rest of the way. He has to pick two every week now the rest of the way. And he has all the – I mean, he, like a lot of people, just picked against the Jets and Jaguars as much as he could. Uh, did that uh, for the first uh, 15 weeks. And, yeah, now he's – I mean, he's going crazy. I mean, is it is it scarier that someone like that has a half a million dollars at his disposal or or scarier that he is now? You know Brad. I thought Hench made a good point. He wouldn't, Brad would have been my top hundred people. I'd want to have $500,000. I do fear. I do fear for him for a variety of reasons. Well, he owes uh, me $507,000. So maybe I'll do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let him off. He'll for the still be short. Well, <laughs> so who's he taking next week? Have you talked to him? Uh, I talked to him. So one of his picks is Chicago over Jacksonville. And he's, he's right. kind of, he's kind of got to do that. Cause they're, gotta do that. they're a favorite. The other, I don't know. He's got a few NFC East teams. He has to, he has to go wow. through in his mind. I don't know. Good luck, Brad. <laughs> Saturday's games. First one is awful. Um, Bucks Lions. Mm-hmm. Just feels like the classic. The Bucks look really good. Everybody's like, "Oh, the Bucks rounding into shape." It's like you're not going to know anything from if they beat up on the Lions. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to make of this Bucks team. They they were Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde this week. Brady looked like he was about to be sent to pasture and then threw for like 300 yards in the second half. I have uh, the Bucks favored by seven and a half in Detroit. I don't know why I went light here. I said six and a half. It is eight. You are correct. Okay. I mean, you could you could uh, kind of knock out a teaser Friday, yeah, Christmas Day, and, you know, Saints Bucks. Well, I was going to say this next one could be in there too. Cards 49ers in Arizona. The 49ers, they just can't get out of Arizona. It's like the Amityville Horror House. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were playing their home games there, and now they have to stay there anyway. Um, Mostert looked really good before he got hurt. It's it's a shame that guy can't stay on the field because I think he's the best guy in the league at the 45-degree angle run. Yeah. Right? Where he's it just feels like he's going full speed toward the sideline every time. And then he can, like turn the corner at the end. And it felt like he was going to rush for 200 yards in that game. So they won't have him and they just seem snake bit. And at this mm-hmm. point, if you're the 49ers, you're just trying to get to the end of the season. I have the cards by seven and a half against San Francisco. Oh, wow. You're going to love this. Maybe I should recheck it. I said four and a half and it's three and a half. What? Let me recheck that it's, one. It's in Arizona. In Arizona. That doesn't make sense. Hold on. To me hold on. At all. Well, uh, not a lot of respect thrown Arizona's way. It's wow. three and a half, three and a half over under 50. Yeah. I did not, did not like what I saw from the 49ers today. I mean, uh, what was Philadelphia today? What was Arizona and Philly? Six and a half. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. It should be a little higher. I don't Definitely know if you know this, but the Cowboys aren't good and they were controlling that game. I told you that. I know it so much. I want to cross them off and you don't. No, I'm not crossing them off. Last one is Raiders Dolphins, which is a fun one. Brings us mm-hmm. back to our childhood. There were a lot of good Raiders Dolphins games oh, yeah. in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Clarence Todd, Davis. Todd Christensen. No, yeah. 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 Some Dave Casper. Um, I didn't know what to do with this one. And I, I, I think I got this wrong. I have the Raiders by one. Yeah, you got it wrong. I had uh, the Dolphins plus two and a half, and it's plus two. You had you Dolphin, had the Dolphins giving, sorry, Dolphins giving two and a half, and they're giving two. So Dolphins are giving two in Vegas. Yeah, well, they're a playoff team. And the Raiders suck. 
I was not impressed with the Dolphins today. They're kind of out of skill guys now. Mm. And they, even that that stupid Patriots kind of hung around with them for three quarters, and it didn't make a lot of sense watching it. It was a, a good second half, though, right? I feel a good number. They shut them out in the first half, the Patriots, didn't they? And then they uh, did. I don't know. Two yeah. had one. Two had one bad red zone throw that th wasn't helping. I feel but. like you need Gasicki and all those guys, but you, come on, you're not betting the Raiders the rest of the season. You you said it yourself. They, there's tape on Mariota. You could you could plan for him. Or are we being set up for the Mariota? He actually kicks ass the last two weeks, and then oh. somebody signs him to seventy million dollars for four years. Interesting. The Jets do. <laughs> yeah, the Jets. He's their backup plan after they I get love their it. pick. I'll root for that. Sunday's marquee game. I gave it to Steelers Colts, narrowly edging Seahawks Rams because Jared Goff does not deserve to be in a Sunday marquee game. The, <laughs> the freaking parlay murderer. <laughs> that should be that should be his wrestling gimmick. <laughs> the parlay murderer, Jared Goff. Can you get HBO to do a documentary about the parlay murderer? <laughs> it's a nine part series. <laughs> Catherine Ox Oxenberg's in it. His parents, uh, his parents, are like we didn't see it coming. The neighbors, <laughs> the neighbors. He was such a good boy. I don't know. <laughs> He started killing cats. That's what we do. <laughs> Never talk um, about murdering parlays, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> Sunday marquee Steelers home for the Colts. Colts are pretty good. Mm -hmm. And have a knack for uh, Leonard made an awesome play to do the, the old punch out to save the game today. Has that ever I, happened with the consecutive fumbles against a team? Like in a matter of no. three weeks, under two minutes inside the 10 in a one score game. That was phenomenal. It was weird. I thought Deshaun was pretty good in that game. I think the Colts are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I have the Steelers by six over the Colts. Oh, wow. I said three. It's two and a half. No in one trusts Pittsburgh? the Steelers. In Pittsburgh. No one trusts Jesus. the Steelers' offense. That's a, that's just... You can't drop does, every ball. Does Mike Tomlin know about this? <laughs> well, don't forget, the Colts have been playing like teams that they're just as good at or a little inferior and like giving three on the road. Right? Like, yeah. Every time we go through this, I'm like, really? The Colts are favored? This, the fact that they're giving the Steelers a nod uh, means Vegas um, must think something's up here. The Watchables got three. Chiefs-Falcons. It's in Kansas City. I have Chiefs by 11. I think they have to keep this low because of the uh, garbage time touchdown potential. What do you you nailed it. That's exactly 11. I said 10. That's not fun. Uh, boy, that's a three-team tease staring at us. Oh, there's another one. There's another. I mean, it looks easier than this week. <laughs> Ravens playing the Giants. I That's... I initially had this at as Ravens eight and a half. I'm going to bump this up a point because the Giants looked like dead men walking oh, today. I have Ravens man. by nine and a half over the Giants. Son of a bitch. I had nine and a half also. It's 10. We split that. I mean, that's five games we like on teasers right now. Well, somebody's going to screw it up. Of course. Seahawks Rams is the other watchable game. Russell Wilson going against the parlay murderer Jerichoff. <laughs> do you want to do Vince McMahon bringing in the parlay murderer Jerichoff? From parts unknown, weight unknown, I give you the parlay murderer. Gorilla, <laughs> cover up. Parlay murderer, you're fighting the unpredictable Johnny Rods in Rochester on Sunday. Um, yeah, I have the Seahawks by four over the Rams. What's his finishing move? The intentional grounding? Like uh, <laughs> 40 yards from anyone? <laughs> the, intentional, the intentional grounding. <laughs> no, isn't it the, isn't it the fumbled snap? 
Oh, oh yeah, set them up it. for the fumble it's snap. The fumble snap. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, what did you say this one was? I had Seahawks by four over the parlay murder. Uh, I got this exactly. It's it's, uh, it's three. As of now, it's oh, three. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not a lot of respect for the I parlay I think that's murder. how they're going to do these games uh, the rest of the way. These one and two seeds in the NFC West. So can we not say the Rams have a great defense now? I think we can officially retire that conversation right i i thought in the donald 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 thing i thought aaron donald would be more in the in the face of uh sam donald i i they didn't pressure them at all it was it was quite the opposite mcveigh should have come out after the game and just been like look man the jets suck my guys weren't <laughs> fired up it was a stupid game we right. lost we'll be really good next week like right. it happens this is professional sports exactly everybody thought we we're gonna win by 20 and we didn't Barely watchable as they got three. Washington against the Panthers. It's the Ron Rivera revenge game. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched oh, yeah. it by two and two and a half over the Panthers. That's exactly what I said. And it's two. Mm. Um, so they like, win I this. Like they're pretty much in, right? Two gloves. Two gloves is fun to watch, though. I, 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 yeah, I, what do you have? Barely watchable for this? I'm going to watch this one. I have barely watchable only because of the QB situation for Washington, but I, Haskins wasn't bad. I don't know what they do with Haskins now. He showed enough in the second half of that game. It's a tough that one. he's not a write-off anymore. Right? Yeah, we were talking about is he even going to be a backup in the league next year? Yeah, and then he's he just the, had a, 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 a came to life in the second half. He's pretty good. Next one, Chargers Broncos. I only have this as a barely watchable out of respect to uh, Justin Herbert, who's fucking awesome to watch. Congrats mm -hmm. to that guy. Chargers by five over the Broncos. I said four, and it's three. Oh, man. They're giving the Broncos team a lot of respect after that Saturday drubbing against Jesus. the Bills. Jesus. I, I would have said three before they lost by 100 points yeah. on Saturday to the Bills. Make sure I have. This is another one I have to check because I'm not. Yeah, it's three. Three and 50. Next one, barely watchables. Eagles at Dallas. Mm-hmm. This is a loser leaves town match. I don't know if you realize that. We're gone. We left town loser leaves so town. long ago. We Airbnb'd it the hell out of there. I have the Eagles by two in Dallas. You're going to get this. Wow, this is the biggest discrepancy we've had. So I had Dallas by four. I don't know why. It's a pick em, So you get it. Okay. Vegas is like, we have, we, I have no clue. You guys figure this shit out. This is so unwatchable. Pick them. I think now that Hertz is coming on, knowing how uh, the networks do it, where they love to gravitate to 70s and 80s songs for montages that nobody under 40 has ever heard of, <laughs> I think we're headed for a Hertz So Good montage. Oh, wow. For Jalen Hertz for this doubt. They're coming out of commercial. Yeah. Like a good 20, 20 second Hertz So Good. Mm -hmm. John Cougar Mellencamp. It's good. I'm just calling, not love, calling not, it right uh, now. Not Love Hertz. Love Hertz is another good one. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by a keep to leave, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> Can we get a key back next week? That's Akeem, a good you're my one guy. A keep, you're my guy. Call me. Poop well, Vecta. <laughs> Got three. This first one's really especially poopy. Browns minus 12 and a half over the Jets was my pick. It's oh, Cleveland. that's what you think. Wow. Yeah. Uh, nine and a half, I said, and it's 10. Hmm. All right. Let's just quickly. Baltimore beats the Giants. Certainly, I the can't. Uh, Come on, I'm what, not par. I'm you, not parlaying. I'm not putting the Browns in a parlay. You're really? Not me. 
the Jets, I'm, scar- I'm scarred forever with the Jets. They can't win back-to-back. They can't. Did you see poor John Fantasy? They cannot do it. They did something nobody's done in 25 years this week. <laughs> I'm not betting against the Jets. Uh, Next one is the Bears at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. This has all the makings in so many different ways of uh, upset. The, the, the Mitch Trubisky. Oh, another interception for Trubisky. That's mm-hmm. his third. Right, right, right. I had the Bears by three and a half in Jacksonville. Wow. I hit this exactly. I said seven. Wow, I'm, I'm way seven, off. I'm way off seven. today. Seven and seven against one and 13. What do you mean three and a half? What, what do I mean win. three and a half? Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback of one of the teams. They're, he's favored by a touchdown? You understand Jacksonville now is in, they keep saying the driver's seat, which is hilarious because they're, they're trying to drive off a cliff. They just have to lose their last two. Well, Mitch Trubisky's on the other team. <laughs> Last one, Texans, Bengals. I don't know. I had Texans by seven. Yeah, I said seven and a half. It's nine. Oh, you're going to beat me this week. Like, yeah, I, I got thought you. I was going to so do good what? this week. I'm, I'm like five weeks behind. Five, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I think it's nine to five. Nine <sighs> Those to six. three games. You know, I, I got to complain about DirecTV for a second. Yeah. They have, uh, you know, the four box channel 701, which is really great. You get mm-hmm. the four TVs and the four squares. You can switch around the audio. Yeah. And then one of the games was the Tennessee game. What it do you mean? Oh, oh, yeah. Today. Yeah. I do the and seven. The, I do the eight. I do the eight box, actually. And uh, I, they, I just, you're I just psychotic. go back. I know. I Jesus. Know. So what do you do? You have red zone and the four box? I have, I have the four box. I have the Patriots on another TV and then either red zone or a six game. If I don't care, if I have all the red zone teams covered, I don't need red zone. Right. So I thought, I don't know how Minnesota Chicago doesn't crack channel yeah. 701. And I don't know why they, they need consultants for channel 701. It's such an important channel. Like you mm-hmm. can't fuck that one up. Tennessee, Tennessee, Detroit, that was never going to be a close game. Yeah, you're right. And uh, yeah, Minnesota Chicago right. had like playoff implications. That was it. That was a loser leaves town. Do you have that thing where you can't switch the audio at a certain time? Sometimes you don't get that outside blue rim over a box and you can't. Yeah, I, like I, jams. I yeah. So at 105, uh, our time, 4 Eastern, 405 Eastern, you lose the box. You lose the ability to change the audio. And you'll be on some kind of like guitar riff if the game is over. Like, down, right. down, down, yeah. It's like, all right, get me off of this thing. Like, and you have to like press channel up, down like five times before it'll reactivate uh, the use of that blue box to, to control it. I yeah, DirecTV, I, I'm a 20-year DirecTV subscriber. Right. They have never figured out what music to play when it's like after a pay-per-view ends or yeah. after your Sunday ticket package. You're right. It's like it's a cross between like a wrestling intro and the loudest porn music you've ever heard. It's just like <laughs> a really loud guitar jamming. It's where do they get this? Can you make the Spotify playlist? Maybe they just play Hurt So Good over and over. Uh, yeah, maybe Spotify should make a deal with DirecTV. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be 21 years for me in DirecTV. No. So. Well, they're go- are they going to lose it anyway? I think they're going to. If they lose it, I'm done. DirecTV, you better keep it. <laughs> you better you better keep Sunday ticket. You're going to lose a lot of audience. For sure. Sunday night, Green Bay home for Tennessee. Now we get to answer the question we asked earlier. Um, is Tennessee better than every team in the NFC? We're going to find out. This will be a good, good gauge. I have Packers by three and a half. Uh, we're going to split this. I said four and a half. It's four. Mm. That's fair. 
That's a good one. Just watch. It's too bad I'm going to be down so much money that I'm going to be forced to bet that game, but it would be a good one to watch. Al, do we get Al Michaels for this one? I think the plan is to get Al. Yeah. I I love Al. You're doing the right thing. <laughs> Al's like, uh, Colt McCoy in 3,000 mile trip for Colt McCoy against Baker Mayfield. I'm going to sit this one out. Can you give this but, to Tariqo? By the way, they screwed up flexing that. That was a super boring game. We almost started this podcast like an hour early, like during the game. We've never done that. And, uh, right. They flexed Cowboys Niners out, which was actually decent. Like an onside kick returned for a touchdown. Uh, it was fun. And a Hail Mary that the Cowboys didn't lose on somehow. They should have done Arizona Philly. That game was awesome. Yeah. Monday night, Bills Pats. The official passing of the torch of the AFC East. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in it's in Buffalo, right? No. Did I New write that? It's in, in New, New England. England. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's why my guess was low. I had bills by six in New England. You want to change it? No. You could change it. I said eight. It's six and a half. You get it. But I think I went to win four, five, six, seven, eight to yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh my God. Trouncing. Eleven, eight. And then you are including ties. And then you're up nine, five to two. I can't catch up here. This is stupid. I don't see any conceivable way the Patriots can beat the Bills. Really? Especially now that Gilmore's out. Yeah, because you can't match. I'm trying to think. So the ways to beat him is shut him down defensively or wow them offensively. And uh, yeah, you probably can't do either of those things. Well, the other thing is teams now, they, they're just not going to let us run the ball. Although mm -hmm. if, Harris, if Harris plays next week, maybe. I like that Jacoby Meyer. You get excited with him a little bit, right? I like Myers. I love watching Bird run wide open and then have the ball sail five <laughs> yards over his head. I think he's done a nice job of not seeming too bummed out every time the pass is bounced. He's right. been wide open 30 times this year and not gotten the ball, even yeah. though the ball is thrown to him. It's it's sad. Bird, I see you. Um, <laughs> all right, you won this week. We uh we're gonna take we're going to take one more break. Let's do some Parent Corner. Yeah. All right. It's time for Parent Corner brought to you by CarMax, America's number one used car retailer. Whether you're buying or selling, our friends at CarMax are on your side. They have a seven-day money-back guarantee at CarMax. You've got a full week to decide if it's the right car for you or simply return it for a full refund. No questions asked. And if it's time to sell, stop by CarMax today to get a custom offer on your car. Leave with payment in hand or... Take a week to think it over. Car buying, car selling, the way it should be at CarMax. Check them out today at CarMax.com. All right, Cousin Sal, you have the floor. Well, I have one quick thing and then one uh, other thing. Like today, I'm, uh, you know, Sundays, anything, all week, anything goes with eating with me because I'm a slob. But today, around noon, I'm watching the games. I grab this big bag of chips. I go to open it. I'm making noise. And my seven-year-old is going to be seven next week if he, Mine just P's and Q's says out loud. He says, up oh, there goes Dad O'Fado doing his thing. <laughs> Me eating oh, no. chips is doing his thing. Dad O'Fado. So uh, he just lost a good percentage of his uh, Christmas gifts with that comment. Mm. But um, speaking of gifts, I was very <laughs> excited because this was the first year I didn't have to take the kids shopping to get a gift for their mother. You've not done this yet, right? You just count. You're just hoping that your kids do the right thing and get a gift gift for their mother, or do you have to organize this? No, I I have usually organize it. Or you else organize it, or else 
or else on uh, eight o'clock on December 24th, they're scrambling. Right. Exactly. So I said to Arj, my oldest, uh, the same age as your oldest, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Do we really have to go to a freaking mall now? And he's like, no, I took care of it. I was like, really? How did you take care of it? He's like, I ordered it online. It got here. Uh, I heard mom talking about something she wanted and it got here and, uh, and I had the, uh, the younger ones pay for it. I was like, wow. I was like, you figured out change and everything. Cause I know they'll get like $50 bills from their grandparents. I'm like, how did you work? I was like really uh, interested in how they, and I know Harris. So the youngest gets like $2 bills for losing a tooth. So I'm like, he's handing you $2 bills. And Archie's like, yeah, we worked it out. I was like, really? It's paid for it. Like, yeah, it's here. Great. Uh, the mistake he made was he hid it in Harris's room. And he thought it was for him and he opened it and he comes downstairs and is wearing this Fitbit and the freaking other kids are going crazy. Like, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing? They're so mad at him. He thought it was for him. He sees a gift in his room. He had no idea it was hidden. And, and, and also he tore open the box, like a, like a, a bear got into like a cabin in the middle of the winter. Like just, so there's no way to return this thing. So now he's in tears and now Guess what? Just like you said, December 24th, 8 p.m. I'm probably going to have to go out and get another. I mean, he was screaming so much that I think the Fitbit registered like seven steps or something. (laughs) The the Fitbit quit. The Fitbit's like, I've had enough of you people. I'm going with the elf on the shelf. So that's it. So now I'm I'm back in charge of getting the gift for them. How did it go with the elf on the shelf? Just to follow up on that. Did you did you tell them the elf on the shelf went back home? No, I the pandemic. We're still moving it around. We had a good oh, week. We, sap. we had six out of seven good days uh, since I last spoke to you. And then one day we missed. We we hit it quickly in the morning. Yeah, but I'm done with it uh, for my parent corner. So last week I talked about how we got the puppy, mm. which um, it was really a delight. I've been posting pictures on Instagram. You can see it's really an adorable puppy. Still guy. getting frozen out by the uh, other dogs. Really? Although Jesse's been like kind of sort of playing with them, but it's still, it still feels like the 85 all-star game with Michael Jordan, where it's just, there's a lot of jealousy. He's a star in the rise. They're, they're not running plays for him. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bummer. He just wants to play. So, well, what um, percentage attention is he getting from you and wife Well, I think and kids? that's part of it. Yeah. So Willie, um, who is the last rescue dog we had is very handsome. And who's been this very happy dog and has been in a funk and care. So my wife is super upset about Willie specifically with that. Willie's not doing well with Murph, the new puppy mm-hmm. and, uh, took him for a long walk on Wednesday. And then Willie was in a better mood after. And she's like, that's what it was. Willie just needed some time. I'm like, uh, you're a lunatic. Willie has <laughs> like 15. It didn't matter. Anyway. Um, so things we had to wake up like twice a night with the puppy. And most of the time my wife wakes up because I can sleep through like a train going through the room. And I'll, I'll mm-hmm. usually wake up with them at like five forty-five, six in the morning. So now we're both tired and cranky and it, but we had kind of managed it and figured it out. And it's like, he's taking these long puppy naps, but he'll play with toys. And the last two days, all of a sudden he became like alpha dog, male puppy, crazy dog. Oh, and, and now it's like, we're scrambling and, and, and this, we're going to be holding on for dear life over the next three months. So this dog is a maniac. Really? We should have known and it it knew it was going to be true, but now he's like nine and a half weeks and he's, he's just taking runs at the other dogs. They're getting mad at him. He's (laughs) anytime the door is open, he's out. 
He's shitting in the house, shitting outside the house. Um, so anyway, it's it was getting tense. And today it led to tonight the first ever four-way argument I think we've ever had in our house. Oh. Because well, I had the dog involved, all day oh, watching football. Humans involved or all the uh, dogs? No, no, it was, it was all, uh, all the four of us. I see. Uh, the kids who claimed they were going to be helpful, have, you're not going to believe this, but have fallen short a little bit. And then Never my works. wife, she wanted to work out, and then she had she had to go get Christmas gifts, so she was gone, and the kids didn't help me. And then at 6 o'clock, it turned into all of us yelling at each other, like a Saturday Live sketch, with <laughs> that Will Ferrell sketch when he's screaming at Sarah Michelle Geller and they're all yelling at it, the Dodge Stratus. Right. It's just the four of us all blaming each other. And it's all this, this, this gorgeous, awesome puppy that we have who's just <laughs> driving a wedge in our entire family. Nobody's sleeping. It's we're all losing our minds. I love the idea that the puppy had like human reactions, like new to be good. The first couple of weeks, like, like you were uh, visiting an orphanage and adopting a child. Like, they're on right. their best behavior. No, you know what it was? It's teeth. like the good son with Macaulay Culkin. Right, right, right. Yeah. He he seems like he's on his best behavior, and then all of a sudden he's throwing a mannequin off the bridge and causing, like, a 20-car pileup. That's great. Um, he is he's very, very frisky. He's going to be a great dog, and I already, I already know he's going to swim, which is all I cared about. But it's, it's going to be a rocky <laughs> next three months, and I don't know what my next three months of podcasts are going to be like. I'm going to sound like I'm drunk in half of these because like, I've like barely slept. <laughs> you know it's what? The fourth I, do you kid notice, we never wanted. I believe in women's intuition. Like when it comes to the kids, like, no, no, he's sick or something. But when uh, maybe Carrie's the same way, but my, my wife, Melissa's like with the dog, like, oh, he's terrified. He's scared. Did you hear those fireworks? He's scared. Look how scared he is. Like the fuck you mean? He's laying in the bed. Like he always does. He doesn't look scared. <laughs> We have to talk about this for 20 minutes, how scared he is. But they, uh, they, my, my wife seems to know exactly what the dog is on the dog's mind. A dog that doesn't have the ability to think. I don't think they're like the dog whisper. Well, yeah. I've been getting up at like five 45 and, Ugh. uh, and just kind of going through emails and watching bad TV shows and all that. And the dog is just like, you know, eating the table, eat, doing this, doing that. It's, it's really something. But nice. It'll it'll be paying off when he's swimming in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> you just want the dog to swim. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. All right. That was Parent Corner brought to you by CarMax, America's number one used car retailer, car buying, car selling the way it should be. Check them out today at CarMax.com. All right, Sal, what do you have to plug other than your eight-game winning streak? Oh, eight-game winning streak. Yeah, that'll be on Christmas Day. You'll enjoy that on uh, Friday, the pregame show. Extra points. Podcast Network, Monday, Wednesday, Friday with Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. The Against All Odds crew will be on. Uh, we're going to discuss the NBA breakdown. That starts Tuesday. I don't know if you knew, Bill, but the season starts. It resumes Tuesday. It was a shorter offseason. We have Waiver Wire, Lemon Pepper Parlay, Laugh Lines. Jenny Taft is going to be on with us and Minus 3 Podcast. And uh, yeah. Oh, you can't lose them all. Uh, World Central Kitchen is getting uh, donations for every uh, pre-order. Mm. And fantasy, me versus you in the finals. How did that work out? You set up this league. It's the take your ball and go home league. And there we are. We're in the finals. We had the two best teams. And yeah. now we go head to head. And this it's going to be great. I can't wait. Um, I I put down this couple of bets I like for NBA. Oh, yeah. I So I looked at everything. Mm-hmm. The undervalued team right now is Portland. Because I actually think Portland's going to be really, really good. Really? And, uh, and a potential top four seed, but they're being treated like a seven and nine seed, which I don't fully understand. Mm -hmm. I actually think they're probably a better regular season team than a playoff team. So anyway, 
We'll I'm be now, talking about I, I've that. I've seen people take Lillard at 19 to one on FanDuel for MVP. You, you think that's doable? If you like Portland, you got to think that's kind of yeah, close. It's really hard for a guard to win unless it's like a Curry 2015 right. Warriors situation. The guy and his odds are starting to drop a little bit. I think on FanDuel is 12 to one on Saturday, mm-hmm. but uh, I think Durant is in play. That was the, he, his odds are too high. It's down I to think 10. his odds down to 10 now. It's yeah. down to 10. I think mm-hmm. his odds should be like five to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I can't bet on it because I have a vote, but um, right. I think that Brooklyn team is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of offense, and at least in the regular season, I don't know if it's going to translate to the playoffs, but in the regular season, that team's going to be able to score, and their bench can come in, and they can score. And Durant honestly looks as good as he did 18 months ago. Yeah, I, I think he's 100% back. So um, I love that team at 6-1. to one. Why not? If they breeze through the East, um, I mean, breeze through is tough with Milwaukee and some of the hot. I know you like Philadelphia. You always like Philadelphia as a, a little bit of a long shot. But. Well, you know what? I, I liked a couple of those 3-1 to one division bets mm-hmm. because just because of COVID, like who knows, you, especially with a short season, if right it sounds morbid, but if somebody misses three weeks because of COVID, who's the best player on the team favorite to win the division. And then you have somebody underneath getting four to one. One of those teams is going to hit. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of um, when the NFC East, when we knew that the Dallas odds were too high. Sorry. I know it's still a sore subject, but uh-huh. You, you, those certain NFL divisions where you're just like, well, wait a second, that team's a nine to one favorite to win the division. And right. like these two things could happen and they could win it. So I do think that with basketball, there's a couple of divisions like, cause Portland's another one. They're three to one to win their division. Let me give you two teams around even odds to make the playoffs. And you tell me yes or no. The Atlanta Hawks, uh, Houston Rockets. I'll give you one more actually. And Phoenix Suns, all about 115, 120. You could throw the Wizards in there too. You have a big so, feeling about any of those? Yeah, I do actually. I think Atlanta is going to be super disappointing. Really? I so, don't like their team. I, they're all out. Uh, we're well, going to talk about this when me and Russell and House do the, uh, the mm-hmm. over under pod. But I, uh, I just don't, I think their team is like a fantasy team. It's not a basketball team. They're not going to be able to get stops. Right. I don't see it. Um, I like that Washington team. And their they're over-under for wins, I think, is like 32, 33, something like that. Everyone's very excited about Washington. They but really they, but their over-under is basically, they're, they're saying, can they go 34 and 38? Yeah, 33 if and Westbrook, a half, yep. Yeah, yeah if right. Westbrook and Beal are, it, unless, if those both those guys stay healthy, they're going to be mm-hmm. a 500 team. So I like that one. What were the other two you had? You had uh, uh, what did oh, I Phoenix. Say? Phoenix, yeah. I got to say, the one, what, what are Memphis's odds to make the playoffs? Memphis to make the playoffs is yes is plus one eighty four. Yeah, see, I like that more than Phoenix because mm-hmm. I think Phoenix everybody's just penciling them in because they got Chris Paul and meanwhile, like I as I said earlier, I think Jaw's going to be a top fifteen guy this year. Right. So if you're going like if the case for Phoenix is well, they have Devin Booker and he's awesome. Like, well, Memphis has John Moran, he's awesome, and. I like their team and they get along. They they're it's this slightly playoff tested team just because they had that elimination game in the bubble last year, which I think was a good experience for them. But I think I, to me, that's a toss up between Memphis and Phoenix. I don't know why I'm asking. I, I should be asking you which team I should stay away from for a, will make the playoffs parlay. Cause that's what kills me every year. Right. The some, parlays. So minus 
Yeah, no, but I wouldn't put one of them in there. I'd put like a minus 1050, like the Nuggets in there, and they'll blow it or something. You know what I mean? One of the, I, I have to figure out which which of the good teams, the four or five, the teams you think are going to be a five or six seed, just bail out and become like a 10. All right, well, in the, in the East, there's a, there's a stay away team. Toronto? Yeah, but somebody in the East is going to fall out and everybody's oh. going to be surprised. Yeah, it could be Toronto. Yeah. I'm worried about the Celtics. You are. I think it could be a weird Celtics season. Yeah, I think mm. the over is too high because no Kemba for at least the first six weeks. No Hayward being replaced by all rookies. Grant Hayward was polarizing, but, and then Oof. Thompson's not, Thompson's hurt to start the season. He's going to try to play whatever, but I didn't, I saw, I watched the whole preseason game on Friday and Tatum was in like that hot shit mode again, mm -hmm. where it's like, he's taking pull up 27 footers and doing all the stuff that he stopped doing last year and just started going to the basket. You don't like that? It concerned me. Yeah. Really? I don't want him to be like the, I'm an awesome superstar. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I could, I want him to go back to where he was last year. Where he's like grit and grind, right. get to the hoop, play right. basketball. Maybe but. he's listening to this. Why don't you be a man? Put a eight to one odds that the Celtics don't make the playoffs. You said it yourself. Could be a short season. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be something. There's going to be a team that cashes like that, that bet in where you, the other one I can't, get over is the Clippers being considered to be like a, basically the number two favorite in the West. I don't yeah. think they're the second best team in the West. Well, what, what's different? Uh, Montrez, well, uh, he's gone. So it's minus 6,000. They 6, flipped Tara for Ibaka. Yeah. The chemistry is still bad. They changed their coach. They mm -hmm. lost Shamit. Um, I don't know. Kawhi's a year older. Paul George is still weird. You know what? I think Kawhi had a come to life moment on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Broke out of his shell. Our cousin he did the hand speak. thing. That's right. <laughs> Got going. I recommend Portland and Memphis. Uh, we'll talk about this. We, we're yeah, not, I like we, we, we need like 40 bets on this. This is, this is not enough. And for rookie of the year, I think LaMelo, I don't think anybody can, nobody's going to be like the runaway rookie of the year. So it's going to be a popularity contest. And LaMelo is going to do three things a game that will trend really? on Twitter. He's been do the awful whole thing. though. He can't shoot. Is well, One of them's not going to be can't shooting. shoot. He's yeah. gonna he's he's gonna be shoot thirty two percent, but he'll get assistant rebounds and put together this popularity contest case, which yeah. I'm concerned about. If you're betting the other guys, the right. uh, Cole Anthony is kind of a sleeper. He's like twenty five to one, twenty to one, twenty seven. Yeah, I think he might actually play for the Magic. I think he's looked good. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. uh, who's the other one? Uh, Wiseman. Well, Wiseman plus 750, you just talk about a guy who's definitely going to play, right? Seems like decent odds. And uh, if you would have seen him and he had played for Memphis, you would have seen that he was the best out of this bunch. Well, the play. other thing is the Warriors love him. Right. I mean, they're they're like over the moon. They can't believe they got him. Let's put in money on quickly for uh, fantasy and to cheer him up a little bit. 27 <laughs> to 1. Poor fantasy. Uh, <laughs> Man, rough way to start the pod, but it was yeah. fun having him. All really right, was. Sal, um, good luck going for your night straight. Thank you. And uh, and I'll see you next week. Good job by you. All right, good job by you. All right, remember the schedule for me. We have another BS podcast going up Monday night. Me, Rosillo, and House doing the annual NBA over-unders. And then the rewatchables, me and Chris Ryan, Born Identity. That's going up Tuesday night. And then I will have another podcast here on uh, on Friday for you that that I'm excited about. So there you go. We'll see you back here 
tomorrow night. Get your pens ready for NBA Over-Unders. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.